0: Come on, let's give them a good rousing. I think we ought to stand in honor, all of the men, all of the, all to stand in honor of all of our ladies, our mothers. And we are so grateful that you are here today. God bless you. You can be seated. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord on this very special day. For all of you that tried to help, to, to, um, child-proof your house, but they still got in. We celebrate you today. Amen. And to all of our ladies, we are grateful uh, that you are here. Thank you for taking time. I will have to tell you that the 9 o'clock service was a... uh, You're going to have to experience that because that's a challenge to get up with kids especially and get to church. Had a great service. Thankful that you're here. All of our guests... And uh, after service, my wife has a special gift for all of our ladies, so please do not leave without picking one up. I want to honor my wife again. Uh, What a great lady. Um, I told the other crowd she was my better half. She is the better half. And I'm thankful that we have been on a long journey together and that we're still together together. Um, but I want to take a moment also to honor another lady, Sister Sarah Long. She's one of the greatest young mothers that we have, and thankful for her. Amen. I believe she deserves a great praise. Does so many things to make our church better, and so thankful. To all the ladies, mothers in particular, uh, Many of you perhaps have not had the privilege of being a mother biologically, but you have filled that role in the lives of other people. All of our ladies, we honor you today and thank you for taking a moment to uh, share a very special time. You know, there's some people that are bigger than life and uh, they are just amazing people, and you like to be around them because their spirit is contagious. And if you're in the dumps, when you're around them, they just pick you up. Now, <clears throat> most people wouldn't recognize it her if I called her by her first name, which is Opal. But we do know Meemaw, and we're glad to have Meemaw with us today. <laughs> Amen. What a great lady. How many years young are you? 92. That is one lady you cannot be in the Mully Grubs and around her very long and, and stay there. And I'm thankful to uh, have the privilege of sharing this Mother's Day with her. The purpose of Mother's Day is certainly not to make anyone feel uncomfortable, even though uh, it has a tendency to stir memories that are not always pleasant. But I do want to applaud and give honor to all of our ladies. Uh, whoever you are in this place today, we appreciate who you are, the role that you fill, and this is your day, and we celebrate you, and we honor you. To all of those who would like to be the ideal mother but have been too busy taking care of raising kids we salute you amen for those of you that have spent the first two years of their life teaching them how to walk and talk and then the next 16 years telling them to shut up and sit down (laughs) we honor we honor you today amen as a mother you know that there are basically three ways to get something done do it yourself hire somebody else to do it, or forbid your kids to do it, and it's a done deal. For every mother whose six-year-old boy could start a fire with a flint rock, even though your husband said that can only be done in movies and in books, we salute you today. Amen. For those of you that learned that certain Legos will pass through the digestive tract of a four-year-old, just cool out chill out. For those of you that have lived long enough to discover that the spin cycle of a washing machine will not make an earthworm dizzy, but it will a cat. (laughs) And a cat throws up four times its body weight. Amen. To all of you great mothers, we salute you today. We recognize that motherhood is challenging and Certainly, I mentioned this earlier, if, if, if anything starts with labor, you know it's got to be a challenging ordeal. But I want to share with you what I feel like the Lord uh, helped me to understand about you and your role. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 20, the Bible says that Adam called his wife Eve the mother of all living. He called her that before she ever bore her first child, before any cry of, of baby was ever heard in their life. He called her the mother of all living. And I personally believe that Adam, who had the, the right and the authority to do some of these things, was actually prophesying of the role and the position that a woman, a mother would have in the life of the world. Because I believe that mothering is more than just something biological. I believe that mothering is a gift that God gave every woman. It is in you. It is a gift of God, it is a part of your identity, it is your nature, it is your power, it is endowing others with the influence that only you can give in life. I know many women that have never been able to bear children personally, but who became great mothers to other children. Where did that come from? It came from what God put in every woman. It's not just a biological thing. It is something much deeper. May I suggest to you today, ladies, that this is your heritage, and you have the power to influence life like no other person on the face of the earth. You can affect it for good, or you can affect it for evil. But your influence is one of the most powerful influences in the world. As a matter of fact, the very word that is used in Genesis, the word mother, in the original pictographic script, was made of two letters, The first letter was the symbol of an ox, which meant strong. The second was a symbol of meaning water and putting them together. They mean strong water. We don't understand what that means, but they understood because in that day, they would take the skin of the oxen and they would boil it in water. Until a substance rose to the surface and they would scrape that off. And that became the glue in which they used to bind things together. So when... Adam spoke over Eve that you are the mother of all living. He was in essence saying, you woman, you lady, you mother are the binding element of life. You are the glue that holds life together. Don't ever, ever, ever let that influence slip away from you. Amen. You are the glue that holds things together. There's no influence that is more effective and enduring than that of a mother's influence. A mother's voice is unlike any other voice, amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you look stunned right now, oh yeah. Nobody, nobody can speak like a mother, but a mother's influence is unlike any other. It's more effectual and more enduring than perhaps any other influence that a person will feel in their life. By all human standards, she really never had a chance at life. She was born June the 23rd, 1940 in the poverty stricken backwaters of a little Tennessee town. She was the 20th of 22 children. To make matters worse, she was premature, weighing only four pounds and five ounces. And in that day, that was a death sentence. The doctors looked at her and verbally said to the parents, we doubt that she will live. She will probably not survive. And yet, she did survive. However, at the age of four, she contracted double pneumonia, which led to scarlet fever, which led to polio. The polio severely crippled her, turning her leg inward, and she didn't start school until she was eight years of age. Several years uh, that would pass by, mother and brother and sisters would have to massage her legs four times a day and then put on her metal braces so she could barely wobble around the house. But after seven long years of therapy, painful therapy, she finally reached a place where she could walk on her own she just simply would not stop and she would never give up because all she ever wanted to be was like every other girl at the age of 12 Wilma tried out for a girls basketball team but she didn't make it and so she got together with her girlfriends and a couple of boys in the neighborhood and she learned how to play basketball and the next year She made the team. At the age of 13, she developed a rhythmic walk which led her to decide that she wanted to begin running, and running she did. She entered into her first race and lost. She came in last place. As a matter of fact, for the next few races of her life, she would come in dead last. But she kept on running. She kept Running because somebody had told her, one day you're going to win, so keep running. A college coach happened to see her run one day, and he noticed the potential that was in her, and he talked her into letting him become her trainer, and training he did. Soon she became proficient at the running And at the age of 14, she could outrun the fastest female in the United States. At the age of 16, Wilma completed for the first time in the Olympics. And she came in with a bronze medal, but unsatisfied. She knew there was more inside of her. And so she kept running and getting better and better. And eventually, this little girl who was not supposed to live, and then she was not supposed to walk, certainly she would never have a normal life, would win, and that in a big way. It was September of 1960 in Rome, Italy, the Olympics, the World Olympics, and she won that day in an unbelievable fashion. A girl that wasn't supposed to live, that had crooked legs, that had no chance at life, won the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and she was part of the 400 meter relay team that won the gold that year. She became the first woman in history to win three gold medals in track and field in any single Olympic. Many people called her the greatest woman, the world's fastest woman, Associated Press named her the Female Athlete of the Year. And suddenly, Wilma Rudolph, once a little girl, born premature, poverty-stricken, who couldn't walk without the aid of leg braces, became an international track star. She toured Europe to the cheers of thousands. She became a folk hero. She returned home to the United States, a national hero. Wilma Ruth overcame, or Wilma Randolph overcame long odds to become one of the world's premier athletes. And when they would ask, how did you do this? How were you able to overcome such odds? This was her reply in the future. My doctors told me I would never walk my doctor said I would never walk but my mother told me I would and I believed my mother I'm going to tell you again this morning ladies there is a power in your influence like no other power in the world. And don't let anybody or anything ever take that away from you. Use it. Let God use you to make a difference in the lives of both those that are around you. And somebody said amen. amen. For those of you that need a scripture text, you can go to Exodus chapter 2. And you'll find there a man... By all accepted standards who didn't have a chance. He was born as a slave. Not only that, but he was born a boy and not a girl. A boy in the culture in which he lived at that moment hated him and hated what he represented. And so Pharaoh had put out an edict that all children under a certain age would be Killed, and he was born with a death sentence upon his life. He came into the world under unbelievable odds, born into a cruel culture that despised who he was and what he represented, penniless, with no hope of a future, and surrounded by all kinds of hatred. The only thing that stood between him and the Nile River was one thing. A woman by the name of Jochebed, that was his mother. And his mother said, you can't have him because he's mine. Hallelujah. A woman that had enough courage to stand up against whatever system was in place. A woman who had enough faith to believe that God didn't give me this for me to let it slip out of my hands. A woman who had enough love that would never let go. A woman who had enough vision to see in her child what no one else could see and was willing to risk her own life and hazard her own future so that this child could live. I'm here to tell you ladies this morning... You have an influence like nobody else and you need to use it. Use it for good. Amen. A woman named Jochebed, the influence that she placed over Moses' life was the deciding factor. Here is a woman that knew something of the pressures of motherhood, living under an edict as cruel as hell itself, but a mother whose love was stronger than any law. It was stronger than any edict. I'm here to tell you mothers and ladies this morning that you have the power to love and you have a capacity of love that is stronger than any other force on the face of the earth. Don't ever let that be wandered. Don't ever allow that to be misused. Use it for the right reason because your love can make a difference in the lives of so many people. Amen. 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 Only thing that stood between him and annihilation was a woman, a mother, who said, I don't care what hell says, you're not dying. A mother's love was stronger and more fierce than the hellish hatred that surrounded her. I'm here to tell you, ladies, that you have a capacity to love like nobody else can love. Don't let that be squandered on things that are unnecessary. She refused to surrender her influence. She would not let it go. She determined to keep her baby, no matter what Pharaoh said. Nobody, 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 nobody. Nobody, nobody, not even Pharaoh can take away from me my God-given gift. I wish we had more women like that. I think I'm looking at some ladies like that right now that have that kind of determination that when God gives you something, you're not going to squander it. You're not going to waste it. You're not going to use it for frivolous things, but you're going to use it for the right reason. And her actions were risky, to say the least, and they were costly. But she was willing to take the risk because of what she saw in that child. Can I tell you ladies this morning, listen to me please. You have the capacity of vision To see things in life and in us that we don't see in ourselves. And if it was not for a mother or a woman or a lady that said you can do it. Come on. Get back up and go again. How many of us would have been tragedies on the side of the road. But mothers, mothers have an eye more keen than any other. And they see That was not just speaking of natural vision, but that was speaking of perception. She could see, and then she could see into the child. She could see, and then she could see beyond the child to his future and to what he had the potential of being. And it was that vision that caused her to risk all that she had to save that child's life. This is more than about a woman's intuition. This is about a God-given gift that God has put in every mother, every woman. Whether you've had a child or not, the motherly instincts are in you because God put them there. Adam spoke them over womanhood at that moment. And though you may not feel like at times you make a difference, I'm here to tell you that there is a power of influence that you have that no one else can duplicate a man a woman who is equipped to do whatever is necessary to save a man you have the capacity listen to me ladies please hear me you have the capacity to see us into a better future I told this to the first church. I'm going first. Served, I'm going to tell it to you. I shouldn't make that reference, but I'm going. When I was a kid, my sister and I we we love each other, but when we were kids, we fought like cats and dogs. I mean, just it, it, it didn't take much to get us going. Anyway, one Saturday, Mom decided to go to go to to the store. I don't. She always went to the store on Saturday. That was her day to go shopping, and uh, this day, she left us home, and as usual, it didn't take long until Margaret and I got into it, and we went round and round, and in our rambunctiousness, we happened to knock over one of her favorite uh, pot plants that sat by the front door, I don't even know where it came from, a funeral or a family member. I have no idea. I just know it was special. It had that place by that door. And we knocked it over, and dirt fell everywhere, and the plant broke off, and we went into panic mode. And so all of a sudden, we've been at war. Now we're friends, and we're working together, and we start scooping dirt up and putting it back in that pot. And, and we took a broken, I forgot about that, but we took a broken stalk, and we stuffed it back down in the dirt to make it look like it was still alive. We cleaned it all up, and we put it back, and we stepped back, and we looked at it and we thought, she'll never know. You can't tell that anything happened. And so it wasn't long till we heard Mom come up the drive and heard the screen open and she come in the door and, and, and we're <laughs> hey mom I think that may have been the giveaway I'm not sure but anyway mom she just kept walking she walked halfway across the room and in an instant she whirled around and she said you knocked over my vase and broke my plant moms have the ability They're almost psychic at times. It's like they have eyes back there. You, you know they got to be somewhere. You keep parting that hair. You comb her hair on purpose so you can see if there really are eyes back there. But the truth is, that is something God put in you so that you can make a difference in this life. That you have the, about, the ability. You are more equipped... And have the capacity than anybody that I know of to see your family, your children, even others into a better future. And I believe, I am convinced that when Moses was brought back to Jochebed for raising after Pharaoh's daughter had discovered him. I believe that as she rocked him In the cradle, and she sang the sweet lullabies to him. I believe that Jochebed whispered something into his life that became the seedbed of hope for the future. And she spoke something and prophesied something over him that was so powerful that even when Moses grew up, he couldn't get away from the influence. She gave him a faith for the future while he was still a child. She whispered things over him. She prophesied things over him. Mother, dad or or, mother lady, you have the capacity to do that today. You have the capacity to Speak things over your family and over your loved ones that can make all the difference in the world. Amen. I believe that she spoke something into his life that was so powerful that even Moses' opulence uh, surroundings could not take away from him. Not even the gilded palace of Pharaoh and all the wealth and all of the pleasures could turn him And in the end, her impact was so influential that even Pharaoh could not turn him. And the scripture says, and when he became of age, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Oh, the power of your words, the power of of your encouragement. Ladies, hear me today. Little do you realize the powerful impact, impact that you can exert over life on a daily basis. I know we have a lot of crazy images that are being promoted as motherhood. Some of the sleaziest stuff I've ever seen in my life that's more denigrating than anything I can think of is being passed off. But you have an opportunity to set the record straight. Here is the heritage that you contribute to our world and to our lives that you can make a difference and you can make your presence known if you will just live what God spoke you to be. Never underestimate the power of your influence and never walk away from that, that responsibility, that burden, because your presence, your presence, your words, your encouragement, your love is more powerful than anything else in this world, and your uniqueness, your uniqueness is needed in our culture right now more than any other time, because we are truly greater because of you. Amen. We are greater because of you, and I feel strongly today that I need to convey to every lady in this building Don't let anybody talk you down from that position that you hold. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't matter, that it doesn't make a difference. You need to whisper over your family. You need to prophesy over your children. You need to speak things into being. You need to speak things that only you can speak. Amen. Be what God created you to be and make a difference. Let's stand together. Praise God. The doctor said, I would never walk. But my mother said that I would. And I believed my mother. Amen. What a powerful testimony. What a powerful tribute to the influence that you have in all of our lives. And I am so grateful for so many godly women in this place. today. Amen. I wish I could hug all of you. I love you. I'll give you an air hug. All right? But thank you for being who you are. Don't let anybody make you think otherwise. Don't even let the circumstances surrounding you. If Jochebed had wanted to be, she could have been discouraged. What hope did she have of making a difference? And the fact is, here's the tragedy of that whole story. So many others of Israel sacrificed their children because they were fearful of an edict. But Jochebed said, no, I'm not giving up what God gave me. I'm not letting go of what God has gifted me with. Don't ever let that go. Father, I love you today. I thank you for all of these great people that are here this morning. To all of the ladies, to especially all of our mothers today, God. We honor you and we honor them. Thank you for the gift that they bring to our life. The influence that they exert. The words that they have the power to speak, the vision that they have the capacity to have to see us into a better future, to see us beyond the moment, to see us beyond the tragedy of our present surroundings. We need visionaries like that, Lord, that can believe that there's a better day coming and put in us the strength the courage to stand our time of test. Let their presence be known. Let it be felt in every home, in every family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. I love all of you. All of our ladies, we honor you today. Please stop by. There's a shower going on on the left. If you've got something for the shower, you can go out these left doors, my left doors. If you're not, you can go out the doors to my right. There's a gift for you. Don't leave without it. We're going to start from the back and move out that way in groups. If you would please honor that. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for all that you're doing to make a difference in Jesus' name.